five. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. <sighs> okay. Um, another day, another dollar. Welcome everybody to the Cool Aunties Pod. I'm Palmira. I'm Marie. <laughs> she forgets her name every time. <laughs> well, I'm just like I forget that we have like an intro, which is just you introducing us, and so I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for joining us again for another episode of season two of Cool Aunties. I guess um, our last episode featuring um, Ink uh, got a lot of love, so thank you guys again for. Um, listening and being excited that we're back and yeah all of that good stuff um this week we have um the amazing the probably one of the coolest people i know um from the born and bred in the bay area and tons and tons of followers on instagram and the thing is is that she probably knows every single one of these people like has met their parents <laughs> like has shook their hand like she is she should be the mayor of Oakland. oh god like i swear to god uh <laughs> please welcome michaela p shelton hello Woo! thank you for having me i'm excited <laughs> thank you so much for um being on i know i've been pestering you for a couple of weeks to like confirm meeting with us <laughs> so i was like uh, girl i said yes of course <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you're, if you're not feeling up to it, no, bitch, we doing this. Yeah, for real, for real. I was the one that was trying to procrastinate, um, but Michaela was like, "Bitch, I already said yes." So, um, thank you so much. How are you doing? How's your week? How are you feeling? It's been crazy. I've been working real hard this week with all like the just Q four stuff of the year. Right. So yep. my main job has been crazy, but I've been real creative. So I've been writing. It's it's been a good week overall. It's been a good week. Good. Good. How what do y'all? you uh we're great thank you so much for answer we got questions <laughs> like you're on the show babes <laughs> we ask about you hey we gotta make sure the hosts are doing well before we get into it you know what i'm saying i'm considerate <laughs> right this period. is the mayor of oakland and the queen of instagram because she's so sweet <laughs> Oh God! Okay, let me. I'm not gonna ask any more questions. <laughs> no, no, no. Ask questions. Ask questions. Yes. We're great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that face. Not that face. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you doing? It was, it was stick to the script. <laughs> <laughs> I got a show to run. No. Um, no, but we're good. <laughs> doing so great um so fabulous thank you so you have the day job you work in tech i guess because it's engineering i guess oh, it's kind of kind of the same ish yeah, yeah yeah so you're you're very much like now i'm about to have this nine to five along with this creative passion well for now i already tried the whole i'm just gonna quit my job and freelance and i was like i'm too broke for this the bay is expensive so let's let's do both let's learn right. how to multitask right yeah. um what did you end up writing this week so i'm working on a short film that's basically about like social media perception and how it makes people feel behind and compare themselves to others and i just i've been thinking about it a lot especially because i experienced that personally Mm -hmm. and I've heard other people talk about it too. Like I just go on Instagram and I get sad because everyone's traveling and I'm, it just came to me. I was like, I have to create something about this. I don't know. There's probably other stuff out about social media perception. I haven't personally seen it, 
But mm. yeah, I've just been like been feeling so inspired to just like unwrap that idea and do actually write my first short film because I'm only done like episodes of stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. What um like was there a particular instance that led you to write that piece? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, like, because I turn 30 next month, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking of, like, the people that are the same age as me and where they are, and all my friends are hella successful, you know, homeowners, most of them are married, and I'm just like, oh, so lucky, y'all in Dubai, and I'm over here, can barely go to Vegas. <laughs> I mean, but is that... it just really made me start thinking about, it. like, you're getting older, and you haven't right. accomplished, there's so many things on your list still that you thought you would have accomplished by now. Right. Yeah. Do you think that um, it's kind of like a catharsis for you to write something like that? What's this What's this project going to be called, by the way? Um, I don't know yet. I'm still trying to okay. figure it out. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, every I feel like everything that I write is going to be, like, something that's happened to me or something that's happened. And I'm like, I feel like always in my head, I'm just like, I know that I can't be the only one. Like, it always just goes back to, like, I know I'm not the only one. Right. And if I can let other people know they're not the only one, that makes me feel better. Right. Now, I remember I remember when I turned 30. Um, I'm 28, actually. But when I turned 30, um, I... <laughs> <laughs> Marie, all late. It's fine. <laughs> Ella late. I'm like, give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> Just wait um, over here. Uh, right. I know. It's already tomorrow over there. Um, but yeah, when I when I turned 30, it was definitely like hard to see people my age and younger than me like being a certain I mean, to my knowledge, obviously, right? Because we don't know we don't know the ins and outs of people's lives really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely hard to see people like in certain parts of their careers that I wasn't at the time. And I can definitely see how, like, that takes a toll on your mental, you know. And then at the same time, like, the type of careers that we all have, we need social media. Like, it's um, a lifeline, right? Like, at this point, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, it's it's um, inevitable. It's, like, the most mandatory fucking part of a person who works in media is a part of our career. So it's, like this inescapable feeling of like, I'm not doing shit and you could be doing so much shit. Cause Michaela, I know you, you be doing shit. You know what I mean? I just want to say that. And I, y'all know that I'd be doing shit, but like in that moment, you're just like, Ugh, I'm not shit. <laughs> like you just feel like garbage, you know? Yeah. So I think that um, writing about it, like writing like a short film on it um, would be really like, I don't know, comforting for a lot of people going through that yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah I, really, I think um, um, I really just want, I mean, because I just know people, I mean, and mo- some people do talk about it. Some people will be on be on social media talking about how they feel less than and stuff like that. But some people won't ever express that. So I just, mm-hmm. I want just with everything, I want people to be more comfortable talking about like the shit we all go through. It's so taboo. It's like, right. So yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, Michaela, I think the problem is you follow way too many cool people. You need to follow some losers so you feel a little better about yourself. Because if I was following people that went to Dubai just for funsies, I would feel horrible. But I follow like 
She follows you know, me. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the loser. I'm, she's talking about. No, I was, I was about to say something, but then I was like, oh, I don't want those people mad at me. So I'm going to just. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, just follow some follow some some people taking L's. You know what I mean? I don't. <laughs> my That's, okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. And there are those people. But I feel like I just I don't really care. So I just scroll past those people. Right. But then right. it's like right. when you see somebody like on a plane or somebody shows their passport or I'm, I see like someone that just got proposed to those things stick out more. I stop scrolling. and I'm just mm. like, oh. And then you scroll a little more and you see another success. But it's after you've seen so much stuff in general. But some stuff is just like, I don't care. There's a picture of your dog. I'm going to keep scrolling. I don't care about your selfie. I'm going to keep scrolling. Oh, you and your wife just bought a second house? Hmm. <sighs> a yeah. second? And this is a comment? Oh, my friends are flourishing. And they're all like a little younger. And I'm so happy. Shout out to my friends because they're all like, I'm probably one of the <laughs> oldest in the group. And yeah, they're on like house number three, kid number three. Like they're, it's crazy. A house it's per crazy. kid. What'd you say? A house per kid. Just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. But, I feel like, yeah. I feel like too that um, a friend, a friend had told me that um, it's easy to get distracted by like what other people are doing. And I feel like, and she had said that the best way to, you know, fight that off is to just, like, have that, like, narrow viewpoint of, like, the tunnel vision, I guess, of what you want um, in order to, like, just keep, I don't know, those feelings at bay, you know? Because I feel like, I don't know, like, you... I, uh, have you guys heard of this concept of where, um, like, if someone, like, two people can be abused, right, for a period of time, and if, like, one person doesn't get the healing that they need for the shit, the shit that they went through, they become the abuser, and I feel like the same with, like, letting those feelings of um, envy or jealousy or, like, FOMO, I guess, like, if you let them fester enough, like... I don't know, like, you can become, like, this jaded person, right? Like, how do you, how do you, like, stay away from those feelings? Hmm. If you're still working on it, that's fine. Me too. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I, like, like to pride myself. It's probably still bad because I am really jealous, but I have friends that will get so jealous that they'll, like, not show up events because they don't want to mm. see the new house or they don't want to they don't want to go to the baby Ooh. shower because they're jealous because they they're not pregnant like they want to be or they'll mm. be like oh I'm da, 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 so they don't have to go to the wedding because it just makes them so upset and uncomfortable to be mm. there when their friends are but but I'm not that bad like I feel like I'll get to, I'll be like oh, <laughs> oh yeah no I wasn't I, I just meant like that. how do you stay no, away from doing being like that like how do you you're no, like I know I'm just trying let to me be proud for my friend like perceive it but I feel like it's, it's a different effect when I'm scrolling because then I'll feel that way. But like if I'm dreading it, I'm like, oh, I have to go to this wedding. And I'm usually go. I usually go. And I'm like, I genuinely am so happy for them. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I don't know if it could like really fester. There are a couple people where like they were just killing shit. So I had to back up a little bit as far as communicating because mm-hmm. it just would make me sad. 
I didn't mm. give them any like bad energy. I didn't want to give them bad energy. So maybe that's maybe that's the mm. answer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, instead of being saucy or being like, oh yeah, the wedding next week and like really feeling a way about it, maybe I'll not communicate as much because it's just bothering me so much. Like yeah. it's not them, it's more so like the situation and me, yeah. my lack thereof. Yeah, I think removing yourself from like I don't know, like you just you can't help how you feel, but you also don't want to be a wet blanket. So, cause I've had to take like myself out of situations where like a friend was like succeeding and I was not. And, um, but because I was so happy for, I was like objectively happy for my friend and I didn't want to rain on their parade. Like I definitely had to, you know, just kind of hide away in the fucking bell tower <laughs> and just like not the bell tower you know what I mean or just like uh, <laughs> like I just had to to tend to myself and like turn it into motivation and turn it into mm-hmm. positive energy in order to face my friend um because I, I'm you know you've had we've all had like people like be weird around accomplishments right or just like oh "Oh, you know this project did really well or i met this person and you have that person just be stank faced the whole lens and we know that it shit does not feel good that shit does not (laughs) fucking feel good or people that there's like when people be like i love that for you and it's like you you can tell in their tone like you do not love that for me (laughs) (laughs) dead ass and i'd rather not communicate than appear to be faulty or kill their vibe because i feel like i've had moments where i'm like oh i'm able to do an internship for the radio station I've always wanted to work at. And the person's like, wow, I need to step my game up. But they're, I'm like, mm. why are you making it about mm. you? Like, you sound so right. salty. Yeah. You sound right. so salty that you just hurt my moment. Or it's like that, oh, I'm happy for you. Yeah, I really need to focus on my da-da-da. And it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were talking about me. Anything. Yeah, right. I don't want to share anything because I don't want you to make, you have to feel like this is a competition. Right. I um I remember when I used to do like stand up, you know, and and your friends always have shows going on. Um so sometimes I would feel bad that I couldn't go. So I, I thought the right thing to do would always be text them and be like, "Oh, sorry, I can't make it. So happy for you." And then I went to a live show. My friend got a message like that from someone else, and they were like, "Oh my god, I always hate this." And I was like, "Hate what?" And they're like, "I hate when someone texts you, I'm not coming to your show at your show. Like, what am I supposed to read this? Like, I'm having a good time at my party. I'm not even thinking about you. But now you've made me think like, oh, you didn't even care to come, but you cared enough to like shit on my parade. Oh, they were like, and so it it just reframed things for me where I was like, you know what? Maybe if I'm not going to be supportive, I just don't need to be there. Hmm. Like, if I can join, I'll join and be happy and be merry, but I'm not going to remind them that people didn't come to their well, thing. Well, I, I don't view that that way. That's interesting <laughs> because I feel like I would may, I may look at it while I'm there and I'm like, oh, but also depending on the delivery, like if they yeah. say like, but the next one or if they're like, I'll make it up to you or like, I'll take you to dinner or something like that. Um, I don't know. I feel like I won't, res- I won't take it that way. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna assume there was beef underneath that because that was a yeah, strong that's, reaction. That's what that sounded like. That's yeah. what that sounded like. Because I, I I would definitely like if that's just who you are as a person, like to note to say something. Because I I I'm even learning stuff about myself, and it's something that I talked to Michaela about that I'm trying to show up for friends more because my friends really show up for me, and like 
I used to think like, oh, if I said something, it would it would be upsetting, and I'm not trying to upset my friend, or they wouldn't care if I wasn't there or whatever. And um, upon learning some things, <laughs> like people do care, people do notice when you are not there, they would not fucking invite you if that was the case. So saying something is like, you know, some would see it as like an attempt at damage control, but then others who know you and know like your goodness, they're like, you know. They'll try to forget, like Michaela was saying, though, you know, depending on how you deliver it, it's like, you know, they, they'll know that it comes from like a genuine place. And then it mm-hmm. depends, like, if you're just a flake and you just always have an excuse, it depends, yeah. it depends on the person, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. It depends on the person, yeah. too. Yeah. Because I, um, Palmier, I think I told you this about uh, my friend that I stopped being friends with because she didn't show up to my friend's giving. So she was like, she was known to be a flake, but I was supposed to move away in two months. So I was like, okay, like she better come. And she texted me like, you know, I don't work Sundays. I'll be there, girl. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So then I texted her, um, happy Thanksgiving. Can't wait to see you in a few days. And she just said, happy Thanksgiving. And I'm like, she better not flake. And then <laughs> the next day I was like, babe, here's my address. No response. Damn. And I'm just like, you could have at least had the decency to fake. Like, you didn't yeah. say anything to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when we finally talked about it, it kind of came out. Like, and this was November of 2020. So she kind of was like, you know, like, I didn't know how to tell you. Like, I was so scared of COVID. And, you know, I have um, pre, like, she has some conditions and stuff. And she was like, I just didn't know how to tell you. And I was like, so you thought that not saying anything was a better decision? Like, mm, right. So that it was just interesting because I ended up we ended up not speaking for a very long time because I just was like you didn't even have the decency to make an excuse, <laughs> like, but right. we made up because right. I was like maybe I maybe I overreacted and we talked about it and she was like no I genuinely was just terrified of COVID you were having like twelve people over it was twenty twenty and I'm like and you could have just told me that I, like, I don't feel that I don't feel like the relationship we had she felt like she couldn't say that but. I just was like, man, whatever. I'm going to reach out and we can mend this friendship because I really care about her. But she was just like, it was just so awkward for me to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm scared of COVID. So mm. I personally appreciate communication. I see I see how your person could have viewed that that way, but I just don't think I would have. <laughs> or like you said, yeah. there's some underlying beef or there's some backstory. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> no, that definitely sounded targeted. <laughs> like, that was... But also, if the person's just a flake all the time, of course you're like, here we go again. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would be upset. Like, I'm, I'm on this high. I'm like, oh, man, this was, like, such a great event. And then I get from five months later oh sorry you didn't come to this thing i'll see you in five years it's like you don't i don't i'm not thinking about you think about Wait, but the awesome time the I'm yeah no i'm just saying like the this person who's a flake consistently is just like oh next time i'll come and it's like you don't have to <laughs> but yes um i think what we've learned uh is that uh Michaela and Palmira are good people that like to reach out to their friends, and I Marie does well, like an excuse not to. I'm getting better. No, I'm getting better at she it. She is getting better. She is getting better. Um, it's. I feel like it's an openness co- to communication. You know what I mean? Like as long as people are open to confrontation and communication, um, but you can. At the end of the day, you can only do your best. Right, like you can only say so much, and if someone, you know, is immature enough, or they don't care, or they just don't have the tools to communicate in a way that like helps fix 
an issue, what can you do, right? That's true. Yeah. 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 So, um, okay, well, that was therapy time. Michaela, <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> why don't you um, tell us a little bit about um, your artistic career? Like, where did that come from? You know, what are you doing nowadays besides, you know, short film and and all that? Do you want me to, how far back do I need to go? Girl, (laughs) December 27th, 1992? Yeah, (laughs) 1992. Given her whole birthday. Oh, government birthday. Oh, my God. (laughs) The year and everything. Right. Um, I was going to give your your birth chart. No. Um, (laughs) Fire sign, Aquarius. (laughs) (laughs) She names whatever. (laughs) She names whatever. Wait, I thought it was. Oh, I don't even know. No. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Okay, so 1992, a bad bitch was born. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There was only like four days of the year left. And I can't, I'm about to say I slid out, but my mom had a C-set yet. So I was cut out (laughs) in here. (laughs) I weighed nine pounds. (laughs) Yo, that's a big baby. Yeah, that's why it was like, yeah, you can't push her out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's fat phobia in medicine, okay? Like, no, she was thankful if I right, can say no, that totally. like, no you're right you're right isn't the average baby like six or seven it's Nine like six well, that's a big baby no that, from that's your a- vagina yeah that's a humongous baby <laughs> that's a third oh, extra baby <laughs> oh yeah huh? yeah yeah no that's a whole third of another baby <laughs> like funny. that's too much <laughs> Yeah, that's baby's true. too that's much. crazy to think about that. That's crazy. But yeah, so then I was born and I was born in Oakland, California. Period. Period. And then grew up in San Leandro, which is right next to Oakland. A lot of people don't know that city. And always been into writing, always had a little, you know, those password diaries. I always had a piece of paper. I used to write songs and I used to have Aww. a singing group when I was young. Oh. <laughs> Well, I was definitely, I was definitely the Raven of the group. I don't even Period. remember our name. I don't even remember our name anymore. We definitely had one though. <laughs> how many people? It was um, three of us. Then okay. it was four of Cute. us. And you know how girl groups like to alternate people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, some ba- there was some little beef, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so the singing group, I would write songs, and then I would write like stories. I guess. Um, I'll be forgetting fiction and nonfiction. It's a shame. Fiction. <laughs> I would write okay. stories about like, I was like obsessed with writing about kids that were in college. <laughs> oh, nice. And they yeah. walked, um, they walked through the hallway with their jackets. Like, oh my God. I so much that I wrote. <laughs> That's and so sweet. Yeah, I just, I just love storytelling like really young. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to college, uh, majored in journalism, minor in um, radio, TV and films. Nice. And I was determined that I was going to have a radio career. Actually started working in radio, did not really like it. And what didn't you like about it? I just don't feel that it's, um, it's the same well, word. Uh, backtrack. What, what made you decide on journalism and, and radio broadcasting? And what didn't you like about it? Well, I just always liked to write. So I was like, I guess journalism. Now that I look back, I feel like I should have made, like, majored in creative writing. 
Oh, I see. Um, because journal, it just it never when I once I started taking the classes and like reporting on stuff and like we had cameras and we had to do like news reports. I was like, this is kind of boring actually. Mm. <laughs> but I was I did not want to be in school and have more debt. So I was like, I'm gonna get out of here in four years. I'm not gonna be one of those people that changes my major. Right. <laughs> so that's honestly mm-hmm. that's kind of the reason I stuck with journalism because but I feel like it should have been creative writing. Um and radio. I just, we had our college radio station and I just thought it was so cool that people were on air and like the people in the department seemed so fun and like down to earth. And then um, there would be like small artists that would come, people would get to interview them. And I just thought that was so exciting. So I was like, I guess my minor can be, well, at San Jose State, which is where I went, they make radio, TV, film, like you have to do all three to some capacity. It's like the same. So that's Mm -hmm. why I chose that. And... Yeah, I didn't like it. Just doesn't feel sustainable. I know that if ratings drop or if they just want to switch it up and get like a more exciting person in there or younger or something like that, it just feels like you could just lose your job. Um, I felt like there was a lot of favoritism where I worked, and a lot of the people that end up getting promoted and moving up, they were like kiss asses. And I was like, I'm not gonna throw people under the bus. I'm not gonna work for free. Like they'd be there all day working for free. And I'm like, I'm not. Maybe I don't want this enough or something because I'm not doing that. <laughs> And um, yeah, I just, I thought it would be funner than it was. I really did. And I thought the people, I don't know. I just, I guess I just perceived it differently. And then of course I was thinking radio personalities made so much money that I started talking to the actual personalities. They're like, hell no. (laughs) They're, you know, they're trying to like host events on the side and get like, um, what is it called? Supplement their income. And I'm like, but you're one of the Mm -hmm. biggest uh, radio personalities in the Bay Area. It's like, yeah, but I still have the second job. Damn. And I found out a lot of the personalities I met were working like two or three jobs. And I was just like, damn, I thought this was going to be lucrative. <laughs> Yo. It's really not. It's really not. Art. I really thought it would be. Yeah, this gig, like just art in general is like, it's either you get a humongous payout or you're Penny. pennies, right? Yeah. And so that just kind of made me like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Damn. I'm sorry you're you're I mean your dream led to something else that yeah. is going very yeah. well for you. Um, I think that it's just like at eighteen you pick a major and like how do you know if you have never even done it before, how do you know if you actually like it? And I feel yeah. like even with classes, like you can do great in your class and like your classes, but once you get to the actual field and get like real experience, you could be like, I don't like this at all. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know, I'll save my um I'll say my rant about college and how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scam. It is a fucking scam. So, so after after that and feeling like life's going to be great now, I have my degree. That's what my parents always said I needed to get to be a successful adult and it not necessarily panning out that way is when I started blogging about mm-hmm. my experiences. The blog was called Reckless Behavior because I just felt like the decisions I was making at that time were just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we're just young ridiculous i'm like let's behavior um so that's where that came from and so you wrote actually, this blog wait so wrote- actually i'm lying so reckless behavior was the name of my radio show that i had now I oh period yeah. so oh. i'm just i'm just carried it through everything <laughs> yeah you're like it's yeah. a good i act name. up i act i love mess <laughs> and i'm gonna take it with me <laughs> And I don't know what made me think of it in college, but yeah, the radio show was called Reckless, Reckless Behavior. And then the topics on that show was similar to what you were talking about in the blog. 
I mean, it wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't even a show like that. It would just be like, mm. you're playing music and maybe you have a couple topics to mention in between, but it wasn't, I wasn't really talking about, I feel like I was talking about celebrities and current events. I wasn't I talking about like personal stuff or lifestyle stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, so the reckless behavior, the blog turned into you writing about your personal experiences, acting up in the day. <laughs> Exactly. It just—it was just like this shit sucks. Like I know everyone else is just like, oh, I found a great job. I got married. I'm like, no, this shit sucks. Yeah. And it just became my outlet to be like, and now I'm 24. Oh, now I'm 25. Oh, now I'm 27, and I'm still trying to find a job in my field, and still trying to find love, still swiping right and left. Like it just was not what I imagined that it would be like. So then writing, um, met Palmyra who encouraged me to start queenmediacollective.com because she said I would be a good leader. And oh. I was right. I was right, of course. Oh. <laughs> she said, I want to write for you, even though that was a mistake. But... <laughs> she had to break. She brought beef to the show. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. She brought beef to the show. She was this like... a roast oh. segment. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was my that was my flop era. <laughs> That's when I was I was not good at professionalism. At he that was time. a flake. Anyway, oh my god, <laughs> we've we've grown since then. Now we're here, <laughs> But on record, on record, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm just happy that you even believed I could start my own blog. Yeah, with or without me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, but it was just the awkwardness of like people know this is mine so if people mm -hmm. like it or don't like it like they know it's me like and just right it's so easy to be on a team and not like be in charge of something yeah yeah it's, e it's easier but she once she told me i was like what if i did start my own blog so i basically um basically turned my personal blog to a blog for like 20 different writers i had a uh, podcasters Whoa. and um just different types of people, like some men who are married, some single men, men that lived um, across the um, country, not in California. Most of us lived in California, but um, we had someone who was like a mom of six. We had somebody that had been married for like 10 years. So I just, I liked the fact that we had all this representation because I was feeling like everyone's not going to be able to relate to me, but if people can come to this website and be able to relate to somebody, I'm happy about mm. that. What was so, your favorite segment from that, from that? Um, blog, like just mm. like what did you? What were you like excited to post most on on the blog? I really liked um, the parenting articles because, like, I just I really want to be a mom. So whenever I would read about people's journeys and stuff they learned with their kids, it would really just make me so happy. Um, relationship Aww. stuff always because you know the the story, the shit that people go through dating. I oh, just always <laughs> like that Michael Jackson gift. Just Oh, shit. like this really happened to you like yeah. this really happens to people and just man what is it about like relationship mess that is like to you like it, you just you can't you can't get enough of it because same I just, you know what I mean like I love mess I just feel like people are crazy and some of the situations and the lies and the like deceit it's like people are really like old as hell like not even all this hell, probably like you know our age, but like just in, in this big old big age, age, age. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
people are trying to live double lives. People's phones are getting looked through and getting caught. Like, it's just so much. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. <laughs> okay, can we now? I'm so sorry. I've been waiting so patiently to ask about reckless behavior, but I feel like this is the moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> just talking about the. Cause, reckless cause like, behavior! The, the best amazing theme song. Theme song. Thank you. There's so much going on, so much that we go through. You for the culture, this show is just for you. Watch Michaela try to find a way, trying to survive in a bay. But it's a new challenge every day. In reckless behavior, stay tuned to the saga. In reckless behavior, bring us on Reckless behavior. <laughs> it's very I, good. It's so. Can, shout out, quick shout out to the to the songwriter. What was, what's their name? Can you remind Clear. me? Okay, you did your fucking thing. You put your fucking foot. Hell yeah! In that fucking song. Okay. About. I said, think Proud Family, think Moesha, think all them 90s theme songs, and he, he gave me that. He, gave me he that. really did. He really did. It, it was. I'm just so, like, oh. I, okay, so I, like, Palmyra's talked about it for so long, and um, I just watched the first four episodes, like, just went straight through them right before this call. Um, Palmyra was like, please just watch one, and then I was like, oh, but this is juicy, like, things are <laughs> happening here, <laughs> and, you know, talking about mess, I think it, I don't remember which episode, but you just opened an episode basically, like, explaining your relationship with this dude and then you know i had no idea who it was but then you were like oh and by the way you getting your baby mama pregnant for a second time showed that you weren't dedicated to me and i was like oh my god (laughs) what did we step into here like i already thought things were messy and then this i i was like oh and then it was 9 30 and i was like ah fuck i can't continue the series now talk to the creator but now i get to talk to you so that's great for me like it's, yeah it's so i'm gonna rewatch because it's such a such a fucking ride um but yeah no i marie like you're you're in for such a treat with this fucking show because like even crazier shit happens in season two and we're trying I don't know how I'll handle it. <laughs> um Michaela, do you want do you want to talk to us a little bit about like the genesis of um reckless behavior? Uh yes, okay. Besides so, like we so we're we're the radio station, the Yeah, it's blog. perfect. It's it's next in the story. So <laughs> we got a good little flow. Great timing. Great so, timing. Reckless behavior, the blog transformed into Queen Media Collective, the website, right. and me and my business partner at the time, shout out to Imani Baylor, my girl. Ooh. And we kind of wanted to expand. We're like, okay, we have blogs. We have all these people blogging, but how can we get other people's attention? How can we take it to the next level? So we're at my house drinking wine, drunk, stay up drunk. And <laughs> I, at the time, people had been reaching out to us to do reviews of their web series and like rate the web series and like, um, interview them about their show. And I was like, what if we made a show version of my blog? And she was like, oh shit, that shit would be so good. Yeah. And I was like, but wait, what do we need to do? Like, I was like, I've never written a script before. She's like, but you're a bomb ass writer. I'm like, but I've never written a script. Like, this is different than writing a blog. <laughs> 
So we just kind of figured it out. We started Googling shit. We started asking people that had um, made web series. And my whole thing was, I know I'm reaching people that are reading my blogs, but everybody, because the funny thing is, well, till recently, I haven't been a reader. As much as I love writing, I don't necessarily like to read. So I'm like, I know there's people like that, but if there's a show, I can reach an even bigger audience and kind of share the, the millennial struggles that those people can probably relate to as well. But because they're not blog readers, they don't even know that it exists. So that was kind of the idea to um, have reckless behavior kind of be um, based on my life, loosely based on my life. I would say it's like 50% based on actual things and 50% fabricated. Mm -hmm. But it was just like other people's lives have to be like this, too. Like, I can't be the only one. (laughs) (laughs) That was the main the main reason just to, like, spread awareness to anybody going through similar stuff. That is so, um, I can't believe that you never wrote scripts before after watching, like, or that wasn't an, like, you know, that, that wasn't a goal. It's just, you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to make a web series. That's going to be really fucking great because I want to. And it's like, well, good for you, Michaela, with your skills just out of nowhere. It's awesome. I'm, Everybody I'm, I'm kind of was like, okay. But then once it came out, they were like, well, shit, you really made a show. I'm like, yeah, y'all thought I was crazy when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. No, it, it is good. And Marie, like, you got to see, like, the amount of people who come out for this event. You know what I mean? Like, people want to, like, vendor for, like, her parties. And, like, you know, people, like, really show out. Um to show support for this project and i from like you know meeting some of your friends michaela and like just seeing the feedback on socials a lot of people really connect with this project especially like you know there's not a lot of shows about the bay area unless it's like san francisco and like san francisco is great but there's like a whole entire other area in the bay area and um you know i know that a lot of people feel like you created a space for, you know, black Northern Californians that was not really present before. So, you know, I know like people really, really, really love this show. Like besides like, you know, like the, what's, what's her name? She did being Mary Jane. Um, Mara kill. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you brought that kind of heat <laughs> and, you know, to like have it like be in the Bay, be about people's problems that like they really understand. And like I said, Marie gets juicier. So, you know, I, I can't. <laughs> I, am, I, I just can't believe. Um, well, I, I mean, I can't believe, but all like all, all the people that you have in there, are, are they like, are they mostly friends that are very supportive? Are they actors that you like sought out in the Bay Area? Um, just like everyone's hot. That's where I was going with this. Is I'm like everyone's so hot. So you have hot friends. Is all I have to say. Thank yeah, you. No, that? some what of the people. Um, some of the people were just friends. Some people I had already knew had acted before. That I just kind of asked some friends because you know everybody kind of wants to act. Like everyone says, like I want to act. So there were certain yeah. people where I was like, hey, you want to be my show? And then I put an ad on Craigslist, and some people are like Craigslist. Oh my god! I'm like, no, you can find some good shit on Craigslist. <laughs> and definitely, definitely, I would say 
there's a good number of our actors and some that I consider the best ones. And I'm like, yeah, because they're looking on Craigslist for different mm. gigs. So it makes sense. Yeah. And then um, there was just like a couple attractive people that I followed on Instagram. And I was like, have you ever acted before? <laughs> like, I would love, I've never <laughs> met you, but I would love for you to come audition. And then they just came out and auditioned. We have auditions at um, my church. So we were able nice. to, I was like, okay, like we don't have any money for this. I was like, dad, can I get the, the key to the church? And then we just had people, we just ran the casting call from out of there. That's cool. That's awesome. And that's what I'm talking about. Like the community like really was able to birth this project along with you. Yeah, you, know, you were it's true. And that's amazing. Definitely couldn't have did it alone. It was so much it was so much work and I think that I knew it would be a lot of work, but once you're in it, you're like, "Oh god, like <laughs> am I really doing this right now?" Like, yeah. Yeah. It was just crazy. That's awesome. So so right now we're on season three. I won't say too much because Marie still has to catch up. But right now we're on season three. <laughs> um, what are your plans now? Like what's 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 um you you're going through like some obstacles right now releasing season three? Uh yeah. So season three is damn near completely written, I think. How far along? Mm, oh yeah so there's going to be eight episodes of season three six of them are already written I, I already know how it's going to end I completely know that I just kind of paused a little bit to focus on some other things but funding is the biggest issue because for season one and two it was self-funded and with a little help from like crowd um crowdfunding but not too much and then we had like one grant that we got for season two but it's just like it's so much. It costs so much to do things and have good quality and have good people as far as like the camera you use, cinematographer, photo shoots to promote, um, paying for campaigns and stuff on social media so, you know, more people can see the work. And I'm just like, I don't want to use my personal money for this. I have 18 episodes that I can show people that I can, you know, that I can see if anybody wants to support the project or donate. So my main mm -hmm. focus has just been um, fundraising. We had a, a party to raise money. We've been having people donate to different, um, what do you call them, cash? I don't even know what you call those, different, oh, shit, you guys know what I mean? Like Venmo, those things. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like um, money cash shares. Yeah, stuff. cash money shares. Money shares? Yeah. <laughs> Is that really like money shares? <laughs> money, yeah. money, money exchange yeah. thingies. Um, <laughs> we plan to have merch. There's a lot of other ideas. We've just been brainstorming and in pre-production, um, casting new actors for new characters I have. And just trying to get this money so we can free right. season three. Right. Yes. Free so if anybody's three. listening to this and has lots and lots of money, um, give us all three money. But begging and Venmo, right. Venmo drop. What's the what's the app for Venmo? Oh, yes. Well, what is my? I think it's my name. This is the real the real Michaela with the one at the end for everything for Venmo Cash App. Probably an email. Um, but if you go to at Reckless <laughs> Behavior the Series on Instagram, there is a link tree where you can easily pull up the Cash App, the PayPal. If you got Zelle, any, we have everything. We have everything. There are ways to donate hey. if you're interested. <laughs> Period. So you're listening to this. You have lots and lots of money. Give it to Michaela so we can get season three. Damn it. Season or even $5, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Anything, someone... anything helps. Anything, <laughs> anything help. and all things help. Any all things help yes yeah that's that's definitely the biggest hurdle because i'm so ready to film i'm so i feel like my season three just because 
you know, with, with time, everything is, well, I don't want to say everything. There are some shows that I got to, like, year four. It's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like my writing has gotten better. Uh, my script writing abilities. I've gotten a lot more feedback. Thank you, Palmyra. I've gotten feedback from people. <laughs> and um, I just feel so much more seasoned. I feel like I know exactly what yeah. I'm doing. Season one, I was kind of like, I think this is how you write a script. We're just going to go with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if people were able to fuck with it then, I just man I just have so much belief in myself in the project at this point yeah um, yes that's amazing what do, you, what do you think has changed is it just been practice like you've just been consistent with your with your work or what do you think like what what's set in stone that may just makes you like feel that way and even though you should feel that way um I think just before I wasn't really receptive to feedback I'd be really sensitive about it Mm-hmm. And I just was like, whatever, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. But then I got to a point where I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna be a creative, <laughs> I have to be able to take criticism. I have to be able to know that there's ways I can improve and that the people that, I mean, people aren't gonna always be trying to help you. Some people are just haters, <laughs> but people like Palmyra, <laughs> some of my other friends who are in the industry, I'm like, I know they're not trying to hurt me. They literally just want to see me do better. So mm-hmm. I kind of compiled all the notes that I had, um, even stuff that um, viewers said on like YouTube comments and stuff like that. And I just really, picked apart the episodes and went through with my team and we watched the episodes and would pause it, would really talk about the writing or anything else that was weird and not um, top notch. And I just really was like, okay, before I write season three, I really want to just take all this in and do better and just send my different drafts to people, get the feedback and the notes and not just see it as like, I'm a good writer. I don't need any of this feedback because <laughs> that's how yeah. I kind of was before. Mm, yeah. 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 That's so such, that's um, that's such a valuable lesson to learn the difference between like haters and feedback. And um, so I'm very glad that you did that because I mean, the show, if if you didn't, you know, we wouldn't have the show, so that would suck. But um, no, that's, that's such a good, I'm just complimenting you. It's such a good lesson to learn and such like a a hard lesson to learn as a writer, especially like you're writing things that are very personal, Mm -hmm. like they're funny and they're silly, but it's also based on your life. So to get criticism on your life must be like hard to deal with sometimes. Yeah, that was definitely an awkward thing in the beginning because I'm like, what do you mean that part was like, that's what happened or that's how my, (laughs) how whoever's personality is like, I would be like, I would be so offended. I'm like, I'm not listening to it. Like that part was really boring and you're like, oh, that part literally changed my fucking chemistry in my brain. (laughs) But it was boring to you? Oh. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) All right. No, somebody, the one of the feedbacks was like, the way that you write your men characters, that's not how men talk. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm around men. I know how men talk. Right, like, right. You're, please. Yeah. Please. Men do talk like that. There was a few men who were like, that's, a man wouldn't say, I can't think of anything specifically right now, but. Because <laughs> they're not telling the truth because they're wrong. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> you captured. But I tried to be. I tried to be more mindful. <laughs> right, right. It's a good, yeah. I guess, something to consider. But also, <laughs> we are we are pro caricatures of men on this <laughs> podcast. Okay, everybody else gets to be a fully fleshed out human being, but men can be puppets and, men and stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, men are the only ones that we can stereotype and, and 
Yes. And have That's really uh, funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, yes. no, 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 you know, uh, caveat, caveat. If you like, it's a comedy podcast, y'all. If you really think, oh, Marie really fucking hates men. I mean, I do, but like, <laughs> you know, not like. Not like literally, like for real, for, not for real, real, not for real, not for real, real, just for but play, for play. Just the patriarchy, but, <laughs> for real. but really, yeah. Okay, my favorite quote so far from a man in the series is he was with his kids and his ugly ass baby mama. That I was like, oh, and he said it. That man delivered that line like a, a true actor, you know, he believed it in his heart. I oh my god! Shout out to Tiny. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do to get your actors ready for this kind of role? Like, what do you do? You coach them? How do they prepare? Well, the people like him, the people that were like modeled after real people, because I was modeled after my real brother. So I gave the numbers, and I was like, chop it up with them. Or in instances, I had like my sister come to like set. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people that were modeled after real people, obviously, some of the people like negatively presented couldn't talk to that person. Yeah. <laughs> but I just I have I would have like conversations with people and like share my vision and tell them like the real version of it and try to help them. Um also if there's like another character in another show or movie that I feel like is a little similar, I would like mention that to them. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, just rehearse we rehearse a lot. We rehearse a lot. Because I'm, I'm very particular. I feel like I get on people's nerves. But I'm just very anal. <laughs> Especially because it's like, no, that's not how my best friend would be. Or that's not how my <laughs> sister would be. Like, yeah. when you're really, it's, I feel like it's harder because I, I have my real sister in my head. And I, I'm seeing them. And I'm like, mm. that was probably a good, that was a good, that was good. But that wasn't how my sister would do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like the letting them make the character their own. But also, mm-hmm. you know. There's some bits and pieces that I need you to really do though i just thought of something i'm not gonna say it though say it <laughs> when no, i said that this behavior what'd you say thought, you didn't say nothing yeah, i, I said something i thought about um making the character their own i thought i thought about <laughs> and michelle obama <laughs> Okay, well, say it, and if it's too much, we'll edit it out. Say it. <laughs> Did y'all, do you know what I'm talking about? The that movie that she was in, right? I ha- I hadn't seen it because people were talking <laughs> shit. I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to get on that train of like talking shit on Viola Davis, you know? So, That's why, but as soon as I said, you got to give them room to make the character their own. I thought about. <laughs> oh, and you were like, not like that, not like that. <laughs> That's my girl. Oh no! Like I love her. Like I love her. But that yeah. was that was interesting. <laughs> she she had a choice, and she went with it. Okay, and you can't blame Somebody her. Said, "Hey, hey, <laughs> let's not do our lips like. That. Let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. It's too broad right now." <laughs> she was like, "I can't even do it." Okay, now we're gonna stop. Now we're gonna stop. <laughs> Miss Davis, if you're I listening, love you. we love you, and, and they don't. Me, let me play your daughter, right? Right. <laughs> let us play your daughter's friends, and let Michaela play your daughter. And um, she could adopt. Okay. We could be adopted sisters. I'm like, I don't, be, don't, I be her, don't, 
rob me of being Miss Davis's daughter, Palmyra. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would be like what's that? What's that movie? Um, Cinderella with Brandy, where oh my god! <laughs> I should be, I should be her husband's sister. I should be her husband's funny sister. Okay, Filipino representation. Also, I'll be a what, stepsister. <laughs> I'll be an evil stepsister, bitch. Are you kidding? Let's go with it. Why is that the perfect role for you? I'm dead. Come on. <laughs> Let's do it. Miss Viola Davis, leave leave the biopics <laughs> alone and make something in Hammerstein, whatever the fucking thing is. Roger. Uh, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something in Hammerstein. <laughs> I forgot. Right? I hey, you're more right than me, Marie. I, can't, I didn't even name it. Uh, yeah, and yeah, let's do it. Let's God do it. Crazy. Marie's gonna be the auntie slash fairy godmother. Oh, hey, that's exciting. <laughs> Wait, when? then who's Viola? Who is Viola though? The stepmother. Okay, well then I want. I need to be one of her stepdaughters. I want. I just okay. want to be Viola Davis's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we're the daughters. Fun. Michaela's the step. Anyway. No, she's Cinderella. Michaela's no, Cinderella, gonna, obviously. No, I'm going to be the fairy godmom. You're going to be the okay. fairy godmom? <laughs> Why did that Wait, no like? one is Cinderella? Is no one, is no one be... on this podcast is oh, Cinderella? Yeah. Oh, yeah. None of us right. believe that we can be Cinderella. Do you see how sad that is? Like, we all need to believe in ourselves a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We are all Cinderella. We'll We'll take, um... <laughs> We'll take shifts. Right. We'll take different oh acts. God. I'll be act one Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just change after. Oh my God. They gotta hit, no, it, only if they can hit it with the Cinderella, you look different. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, I, <laughs> thank you. you your hair? <laughs> I love and when skin they tone. do that shit in shows. <laughs> your hair and this. <laughs> or like on oh Fresh Prince when they asked the um, the second on Viv, who's she? Who's that? No, 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 no. When Jazz was like, no, 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 who's that? Who the fuck is that? Oh. I was like, oh, that shit. Okay, oh wait, I'm sorry. I don't want to be Cinderella. I want to be the character that points out that Cinderella is different now. <laughs> like that's what I want to be now. I want to be Jeff. I want to be Jazzy oh Jeff. Like God. that's what. I want. <laughs> who's that? <laughs> Cinderella did, yeah. Cinderella did that. Oh, they did that on my wife and kids. They've done, I love that. I love that. <laughs> oh my god. We need to make Cinderella a multi-cam show. That's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Can you give us like Anything for season three? Any anything oh, at all? Oh, and now we're talking about Cinderella. I'm like, I'm hiding my my, my target shirt that I'm oh. so happy about. No, yeah. I'm not just wearing this this green color for no reason. It's Princess CT. <laughs> oh, cute. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to move this because now I want people to see it. Okay, so. Period. Wait, Period. Season three. Okay. Yes. So. Can you give us like a, a little snippet? Woo! Oh, it happens. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so wait, so I'm season gonna... two. Damn, Marie. It's, a, it's okay. okay. I, no, no, no. I I'm like this. I like spoilers. I'm not spoil. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. And Marie likes spoilers. She said, but like, so in season two, this where did we leave off? Oh, do you want me to say? Yes. Oh, I hate ruining it. Okay, so season two. 
You should be Make fucking me. watching. Turn this off and watch if you're if you want to avoid very spoilers. quick watch. Yeah, very quick watch. Yes. By the way. So, so yeah, just watch everything and then come back. And then come back. Go ahead. <laughs> Y'all chemistry. I'm here for it. Okay, so season two ends with Michaela getting hired at Queen Media Collective. A shameless plug. Uh, Period. She's been, she was so frustrated. She finally got a good job. She lied seventy five thousand. Oh, say less. So signed. Right. Even though that's still ain't enough in California, but I digress. So <laughs> she gets this call that she gets a new job. Um, she leaves this ch- this cheating boyfriend. She is about to finish her book that she's been writing since season one. Right. And yeah, just real happy, flourishing, catching up with the world at a sleepover. And Damien shows up and it's like all the hard work I've done. Oh, my God. What is she going to do? And then fade to black. Bum, bum, bum. Wait, can you explain for our audience who don't, don't know who Damien is? Who is Damien? Yeah, what kind of motherfucker is Damien? <laughs> oh, damn. I guess I was supposed to explain the show. My bad. I didn't even answer that earlier. <laughs> it's okay. So, Reckless Behavior Season 1 is about Michaela being unhappy about her life. She doesn't like her job. She's struggling to date. And... She's not happy with her body. She's not happy with nothing. She's real insecure and just not fucking with her life. And the fact that she's going to be 30 in four years. Whew, now it's one month. But <laughs> back then it was four years. Right. So her friends are telling her, relax, just keep applying for jobs. Like you'll, everything will fall into place. And she's like, no. So season one, um, we see her ex, Damien, who's crazy as hell. And he's a stalker and he shows up in certain places and he wants to get back with her. But she's like, you cheated on me. No. But Mm -hmm. she's still messing with him, even though she's saying no, Mm -hmm. which a lot of us have done in our lives. So it just shows her going back and forth. (laughs) Then there's a new guy named Jalil. So it's Michaela, Damien Jalil. It's her beefing with her friends. It's her beefing with her roommate that gets on her nerves because we've all dealt with having a roommate because so expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah, it just shows her complaining about work. The typical millennial shit that we deal with roommates, dating, work, not having enough money, being insecure. That is the summary. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And so uh D comes back to try to win Michaela back. Um, should I like no, maybe I shouldn't say all that. But yes, Damien comes back and he's trying to get Michaela back again. He was away for a little while. I won't spill that. Mm-hmm. So he was um, kind of away season two. But as soon mm-hmm. as it ends, I'm back, bitch. <laughs> so in season oh three, God. we find out where he's been. Season three, we find out if. Yeah, we find out where he. Well, no, we know where he's been. <laughs> oh. We Ooh, know where he's ominous. been. Okay. Where he's been. Okay. We find out if she starts dealing with him again. Right. Yeah. We find out if she lets her toxic ass ex back in or if she moves on. And season three is going to happen four months after the events of season two. So we find out what's been happening for those months. And if Michaela likes her new job, if she still has the same friends, um, how her sister is doing because her sister's a hot mess in season two. And yeah, we just find out where everyone is four months later after Crazy Damien shows back up. How do the people in your life react to uh, all of their mess on screen along with your mess? <laughs> is that ever an issue? Or or are you good at like separating? Like, are you good at 
mixing enough fiction in with the facts to, you know, make sure that people aren't hurt by representations. Right. Well, season so season one was mainly about Michaela so much to where everybody was supporting. So a lot of people's messages weren't really revealed. It would be more funny stuff like. It would be just more like funny stuff that had happened to them. They're like, oh, I do remember when that happened or something. But mm. it would be nothing that was like, damn, bitch, like you just aired out my lawn. Like it was nothing too crazy. <laughs> the only character I was worried about for season two, because season two, it does become more like ensemble cast and other stories are being shared. And I had to talk to my sister because I was worried. And I was like, yeah, this is going to happen to your character. And I just kind of feel like the shit you'd be doing in real life, like. It could lead to some shit like that. I'm not going to spoil that. But mm, I did talk right. to my sister, and she she actually thought it was hilarious. I'm like, because I'm literally making fun of how she's gotten fired from jobs, how she has a bad attitude. And she thought she was like, ha, I didn't walk out of that job. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. The only person, I was like, I don't want to hurt her feelings or make, make it seem like I'm mocking her. But, like, she is a type of person. She's very, like, I don't give a fuck. And I wanted to... <laughs> I know people can relate to that. People all on YouTube are like, oh my God, I'm Maya. Like, wow, I'm just like that. I'm like, I knew there's people like that other than her. So I'm glad <laughs> right. she kind of laughed at it and had right. a sense of humor about it. <laughs> oh, my mom is another one, but my mom hasn't actually watched the show. So <laughs> are you keeping it? Are you keeping it from your parents or? Uh, no, my dad watched it. He thought it was, he really enjoyed it. My mom, I don't know why she hasn't watched it. I mean, I just was prepared for the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> You're but yeah, like, I, maybe and maybe I've stayed away from. Well, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I like subconsciously stayed away from my friends. But I really also wanted to highlight like dysfunctional family and the mm -hmm. type of shit that people mm -hmm. go through with their families too. So I mm -hmm. think I was more adamant about like, yeah, I'm showing maybe like a version of one bad friend, and I'm not really delving like that deep into friend well i mean i guess we kind of do but it just felt more so like no like i want to accurately depict my family <laughs> so people can really see like we're going through all this shit in life plus our families mm -hmm. and that can be a whole nother layer for a lot of people and like hold them back from their goals and dreams um change mm -hmm. their energies make them depressed because their family my family supported this doesn't apply to me but just having a certain type of family and a certain type of energy that you have to constantly be connected right. to right yeah. even more toxic when shit's already just terrible so right. i really wanted to highlight that so i was like oh, families can, families can be your biggest hater like family members can mm -hmm. be your biggest fucking hater as sad as as that fact is and yeah. um you know it's good to i feel like having that on screen it, it'll be good for somebody you know like to see yeah. that and be like man fuck them kids or like or, or fuck <laughs> whoever you know in order to like get out of that um you know because like me personally, like I had to drop a really toxic family member, and as soon as I did that, like I soared. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, damn! If I had, if I had, if I hadn't um, honored myself or denied myself like my own happiness and let them suppress me, like who knows where I would be? You know, in comparison to who I am now. So it's just like that small step of like self-respect can mean so mm -hmm. much. Like someone, mm -hmm. someone who may not even be like directly holding you down, but their energy is, or like their mm -hmm. connect, your connection <clears throat> to them literally is the holding on your chest, you know? 
So yeah, I always I, tell people that if I kept living in that house with my family, there would be no reckless behavior. I don't think there would have been a blog because the energy, especially as an empath, it would just bring me down. Like, I don't want to do shit because everybody here got a funky ass attitude. <laughs> Why are y'all so miserable? I don't get it. Now I'm now I'm just like <laughs> No, really? Now I'm just like because mm, I'm just around you guys. Right. <laughs> like, I'm so yeah. sorry. Why are y'all so miserable? Is literally <laughs> Like the question. That's the title of Michaela's next book. (laughs) Um, Why y'all so miserable, Michaela Shelton? Right after what's what's the girl who makes the book? My mom died, and I'm half. What the fuck was that? Oh, Jeanette McCurdy. Oh, we got to talk about that, Palmira. That's a whole episode. (laughs) Michaela, you want to come back for that? You're right. You should come back for that episode. Did you read that book? No way! I don't. I don't know much more than the title. Yeah, she means it. Like a small excerpt. Excerpt is that you say? She she said, I'm glad my mom died, and I mean that shit. Yeah, that is yeah. what that whole book it. is about. It's you not hyperbole. It. No, that's ma'am. what I'm saying. Like, so it's called well, I'm Glad My Mom Died, mm-hmm. right yep. next to Why Are Y'all So Miserable? <laughs> Exa- yep, yep. Double, it's a d- double feature, twofer. Yeah, color. double feature. <laughs> I'm so NYT serious. Yes. God, I would I would read it. I would read it. I mean, I just, you know, Palmyra just said a, a very beautiful um, uh, reason, you know, why you should get away from toxic family. And all I got to say is in June of next year, I'm going to celebrate three years not talking to my dad. Best fucking decision I ever made. That shit is lit. And I'm glad he's fucking miserable in the middle of the desert. Alone. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, because... because- because she had to make a point, Michaela. She had to make a point. And like anybody who's listening, no. like wow. drop drop that toxic parent or sibling or whatever mm-hmm. you got to step parent, whatever the fuck you gotta do. Cause like sure. I hate when people would be like, Oh, um Moms. People are so sensitive. Those mama's boys and mom, whatever, they be so sensitive. Like, but you came out of her. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't fuck with that lady. Like, <laughs> I don't fuck with that lady. Like, I don't. Yeah. And I also try to. I didn't ask. Somebody. I didn't ask. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't fucking vibe. It don't matter if that's your mom. Pete, some everybody is not that. Some people might be close to their moms, and you know, I'm happy for you. But right. if you as a person and them as a person, you just don't. You can't force that shit. Right. You, mm-hmm. you can't force that shit at all. I refuse to do that. Right, we have Very to be happy. close. We have to be best friends just because you're my mom. No, <laughs> you weren't my mom. I wouldn't fuck with you at all. Like really, yes. really, like really. We're, we're it's the concept of family and being forced to like be stuck to this. It's just interesting to me. Like you're literally forced to keep communication with these people. Right, and shout yeah. out to my dad. I love my dad. If he ever saw this, he like, damn. I'm like, oh, but I went my dad. My dad. Yeah, hey, I know. I'm but just like, talking about my vibe. dad. No, like me and my dad have everything in common. I genuinely fuck with him. Like he, if it wasn't my dad, he'd probably just be like an older friend or something oh, like that. Yeah. Just, oh, that's oh, sweet. That he's so cool. He's so cool. We we genuinely enjoy each other. So I think like that worked out, but. I mean, if I if me and my dad had a weird, and I'm just like, I don't agree with anything this person is saying, and he's a weirdo. Like, yeah, exactly. It just isn't, I just don't feel like it's always gonna be like, oh, it's just my family. I'm like, yeah, I love my family, but liking them, like, though, that's a it's different. different. It's different. It's different. You it's gotta different. work to be likable. Like, that's a skill, and some people don't got it. So, mm-hmm. sorry, exactly. mom. 
And Sorry, if I Dad. was born and you were 35 and you sucked then and now you're 60 and you still suck, like, this is who you that's are. What, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I'm just like. That, that's just I, who I'm like, you are. Right, like that's just who you are over there, and like, and like, we know, we know that our parents and siblings are like complex people. You know what I mean? Like, they're not perfect. Yeah, but like, it's sometimes it's like, are you okay? And the answer is no, they are not. And then you end, you ended up not being okay because they were not fucking okay. Exactly. So that shit becomes personal. And that's yeah. why boundaries, just the boundaries, like you not talking to your dad, like boundaries. You chose your, you have to choose yourself. You have to yep. choose yourself. I have a friend. Every time she talks to her mom, she cries, and she's like, "Oh, if, if my mom knows the decision I made." I'm like, "You are a grown fucking woman," mm-hmm. and you, I'm like, "I'm gonna make the decisions for me. I don't care how my parents respond because I'm grown." <laughs> and some people just still, well, my parents. I'm like, man, I've, I've been, I'm so far removed from that. Like, right. I'm gonna do what I want. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. I I'm just thinking about um you know the people that you said that are like, oh you you came out of your mom you know how could you not love her I'm like well maybe if I came out of your fucking mom I'd have a better relationship but well, I I did not come out of that nice lady okay I like um, I've shared some very disrespectful things my mom has done to me. And people are like, but it's still your mom. And honestly, like, if anybody else did that to me, that would be my op. Like that, (laughs) she would be my enemy. She would be my enemy. So why is it different? Because you know I'm related to this person. And that that's my problem with like, and it's like I don't even want to say it's a problem because that sounds bad. But like you know, certain cultures they really value family. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so y'all just going to let your parent do that? I mean, that's my mom. That's my mom. <laughs> I'm like, you're fucking yep. out. You're crazy. Right. I'm not going to let some toxic ass shit, but that's your mom. You should know no matter what. I'm like, no, I don't subscribe to that. I then don't. why, when she does that shit to me, why is she not thinking that's your daughter? Or that's your mm. child? Ooh. Why Ooh. can't she think of that? My, you know. That's true. My mom yeah. don't be out here, like, you know, my mom don't be out here ruining my life. Like, I know some moms do for their kids, but. Never heard of mom. Okay. R.I.P. Well, no, not R.I.P. No, R-I- rest in hell, bitch. R.I.P. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, you got to read that book. Like, you, you know, you, you, you know, just God, damn, she told her mom to rest in hell. No, 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 no. No, we that's told us. Her mom to yeah. rest in hell. Because oh, fuck her mom. We have beef with her mom now. If, we, if when I see that bitch in hell, it's on. We're not. No, she's in a different <laughs> hell. She's in a different, different <laughs> floor. She's on a different floor. We're on the fun hell. Okay, you said you're, you're, you're like at you're like at hell light. <laughs> The, the fun hell. We're yeah, here. <laughs> we're in the penthouse of hell. Okay, where the gays are. It's right, just like, period. That's it. Yeah, where, where she's the homosexuals on live. Floor. She's ah. on the bottom floor. She's on the D, where the DMV is. Okay, she's gonna be. That's it, how long she's gonna fucking be there. But <gasps> yeah, fuck that lady. Fuck that lady. Fuck that yeah, fucking lady. You do. You do. You do. Even if you don't want your mom to die, like I don't want my mom to die. But like mm. reading that book, I yeah, was I'm like, not... yeah. Everybody disclaimer: no one on this podcast wants their mom to die. But the that I love book my mom. is good. <laughs> Even with good her popping popcorn in the middle of the recording. <laughs> Uh, you, my, you know my mom snack. is still a, she's she's 
right. She got to eat, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, Yeah. So, segue into uh, reading books for better health, mental health. Um, You've been reading self-help books lately, Michaela. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What have you been reading nowadays? So, the book I just finished, uh, so sad I finished it. It's called Radically Content. Okay. And it's about like living Who wrote in a moment it? in a pre um ooh, what's her name? Jamie Berman? Barnum? Jamie Barron. Barron. Ooh, yeah, there we go. I added it in for no okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it was just the best book ever. And everything that she described is she dealt with with depression and anxiety, um, feeling behind and comparing on social media. Like everything was just so just um what is it called the nail on the head <laughs> i don't know what they said mm-hmm. but that was a really good book that's the fastest book i've ever read and it's just about appreciating what you have and making decisions for you and not caring what other people are telling you you should be doing not letting society influence you and also just not being more intentional not being so anxious and stressful everything i'd be dealing with so that's the book i just finished i just started a new book Ooh, i don't even know what that's called but yeah, I started a new book. Something about I, being a badass. <laughs> okay. Is are you so you're you're in your self-help era right now? Yeah. Cause I can't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like I said, I'm not really a fan of reading, but those books and then also like books from celebrities about tips to be successful. It, I guess that's self-help too, in a way, huh? Yeah. Uh, motivation. I, I, motivation. Yeah, motivational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like hearing what other people have done and what's worked for other people just in general. So reading like um, Rick, my Rick Ross book I have, I still need to finish um, 50 Cent's book about um, power and like and um, being successful. So I just, I don't know, I really like those books and I'd be highlighting it like, oh, like I am going to try that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. What's, yeah. Um, what's some advice that's like stuck out to you the most from like either that book or just like other self-help books or motivational books you've been reading? Mm. Ooh, so much. <laughs> There's so much. There is so much. But I think like mindfulness and like the mm. importance of practicing mindfulness and like how do I say this? Because this is something I didn't think was gonna really help me. And then my therapist said it to me. And then I read it in the book like the next day and I was like, okay, bitch, like <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it said to like write like write down how you want your life to look. And I'm like, that sounds fucking depressing. Like I don't wanna write how everything should be, but I was doing it and I was like, ah. And then my three kids, and then my mansion, and then my maid, and then my uh, walk-in closet. And I was like, okay, like I got really excited writing what I want to have in the future. And I was like, this is gonna happen. Like it, yeah. it had the opposite effect of how I thought it was gonna work. And then Good. even um, I think it said something like when you see something on social media and you get jealous, like just talking to yourself and kind of being like, but you're gonna get it soon. And that's that's definitely been working for me too. And those are definitely mm-hmm. I just thought those were silly. I'm like, that's not gonna work. If I see somebody mm-hmm. that just got proposed to, I'm still gonna be salty. It's still gonna hurt. It's not gonna make me feel like it's okay because maybe in five years it'll happen for me. But I just I think it's like everything's just mindset. And how you process things and how you talk to yourself. I'm really realizing that. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people 
a lot of people don't have those skills. A lot of people are they like me or like that. I'm not doing that. That's stupid. But it's like when you actually try these methods that therapists suggest and these self-help books, like some of them can be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I used to I used to think affirmations were kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me feel silly for sure. Or like breathing exercises. Um, now I do. I know all, you know, remember Marie, I got too high. <laughs> I got too high and had to like call you because I oh, yes. like, I knew what was happening. And then like I had the ice pack and I had all these like things to like help me come down from, cause you know, you smoke too much and you get accidentally get a panic attack, whatever. And like, I was able to like, like Jedi mind tricks out of it. You know what I mean? And yeah. mm-hmm. like before I used to think like, Oh, the ice is, is all of this is too much. It's doing the most. It's doing the most, and it's just like no, they're very helpful, and you know they're co- like managing or coping mechanisms or whatever you want to call them um, for a reason. Yeah, and yeah, so definitely like the mindfulness and like the self talk um, feels stupid at first, but once they start working, you're like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, it's it's something interesting that I learned. Uh, I was also on my, you know, self-help journey, therapy journey. Um, but one of the things, you know, when it's like, oh, you feel like affirmations are stupid. They're like, well, you already do the opposite of that. You're already talking to yourself negatively all the Mm -hmm. time. And that's why you feel bad. And it's like, so maybe just try a different way. Cause you're already talking to yourself. You already have an image of yourself in your head. So Mm -hmm. why not make it a nice one? Which Anybody that's like depressed, depressed, none of this shit is going to help you until it helps you. <laughs> like, right. it's, it's, Ooh, yeah. I can't pull you out of that with like, I can't pull you out of depression without affirmations. But when you're ready, affirmations are there for you and they aren't helpful. We're all telling you that we were all skeptical at first, but you know, I got my little, I have my affirmation, right? <laughs> it's not an affirmation. <laughs> it's a reminder. Do less. I have that on my screen on my monitor for work when I look at it. I'm like, you know what? I mean, I, I need to do less. a copy of yours. Right. <laughs> yes. Not, I will send you a sticky note doing, in the mail. It's not me. I do I do the bare minimum. But y'all bitches, like, y'all go above and beyond. It's the Capricorn Aries thing because y'all go above and beyond. The stories y'all tell me, I'm like, and you said yes? And Unfortunately, they want you to, yes. They want you to do all, all of that before the day is over? Fucking overachievers, man. No. But when I was reading my new book yesterday, it said something like, it it made me laugh so hard because I've done the post-it thing too. And it said like, putting up those post-its, even though you have to run and remove them when someone comes over, but it's worth it. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) ha! It is a little embarrassing. You are beautiful. Love yourself. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, it is a little bit embarrassing. No, there was this this guy coming over and I had one in the bathroom. You are wife material. I was like, (laughs) 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 No, you should have kept that right there. You should have kept that right (laughs) in the center of the mirror. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, why just are so he knows. Something? Are you trying to? Yes, know, like, I am. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. It, was, it was funny because, like, <laughs> I have, like, I have, like, I don't know how other people do it. Well, in being Mary Jane, I remember she had them all in the mirror. But yeah. I had, like, one on the fridge. <laughs> I had one on my Cute. balcony door. I had them literally everywhere. So the only one in the bathroom was I am. 
That would have been so. Oh my god, that would have been so. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that needs to go in season four of Reckless Behavior because that <laughs> shit is so funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh no! I, it's just, I was like, I know everyone that does the posted thing has had to be like, okay, people are coming. <laughs> right. I used to keep. I used to keep a copy that said. Um, Solange is I saw things I imagined and oh, yeah. if it doesn't get done today it will tomorrow and like it was because you know there's a lot of shit on my wall so like whenever people came over they would you know look at it like it's a museum and shit and I always had to like deter them from that part because I was just like ah! like just you know just <laughs> you know or if they were if, I, if they were a hater and I didn't know like get your evil eye off of my fucking affirmations mm. or something you know but it helped. I lost it. And I feel like if you lose it, that means that you're, it's already set in stone. You know what I mean? Like, Aww. it's, like, you're meant to, like, it's done. Wait, if you lost, a, like, a saying? Yeah, like, a post-it, like, you know, if you if you lose it, it's not the end of the world. It's just, like, it's already fulfilled its purpose. Ooh, I had one of my friends that kept falling. Maybe that was a sign. I don't remember what that shit said. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, maybe it said, money will come. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it said, it said, play. don't count on it, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. That shit kept falling. I was like, man, whatever. <laughs> but I know there was one about money. <laughs> right. You should do a new one. You should do a new one. Oh, God. Yeah. No, but I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, therapy is so expensive. And we, and we get to a therapist when we can. Like, we see a doctor mm-hmm. when we can. Right. But, a lot of it is also preventative care in the same way that we like mm-hmm. diet and exercise. Like we eat well and we exercise and take care of our bones, take care of our teeth, take care of our hair. Right. Like we mm-hmm. take care of our mind when we read these books and kind of just do like solo self-reflection. Um, I feel like is really important. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's true. And I, I think that I, before starting therapy, there was a lot of people that kind of tried to say the same thing. Like, it's like if you hurt your leg, you need to get care. And mm-hmm. it's like, but this is like, it's different because I'm like, this is like, there's an issue with like my mental. And I'm like, it's just so embarrassing. And it's like, there's a lot of it's the, the the people that I, the brief, the few people I talked about it were like, yeah, but some people just go through their whole lives without healing mentally. And like, imagine the kind of life that is to just not take care of it and not seek help. And you're just like, I'm fine. And I'm just, just like, it just yeah. was like, I don't want to, yeah, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that at all. So might as well figure the shit out. <laughs> Un- yeah. Unpack. Yeah, let's unpack that. Unpack that. But you're right, true. Uh, and it's so expensive as well. Like, there's certain, there's certain friends I have that I'll just, like, send them some of my therapy exercises or I'll take pictures of, like, shit in my books and I'll send it to them. And I'm just like, you know, I know you can't like afford to see somebody directly, but I'm gonna send you my resources. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. No, that's community care. That's Period. that's like <laughs> let's pass it on. Let's pass on the resources. Right. Some people um, don't even realize some of their toxic traits or some of their mm-hmm. like, you know, some people just are so oblivious. I feel like I've always like kind of felt like, yeah, I'm fucked up. I know there's I know there's some shit that's <laughs> off about me, but some people are like, I'm fine. And it's like no, baby. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. No. yeah. Marie was the one to recommend Toxic Parents to me. Um, oh, yeah. By Sophia. I did? Yeah. You're, you, were, you were reading it at the time. And <laughs> I don't I, remember much, but cool. <laughs> That's yeah. a good book. <laughs> yeah, it is a good book by Dr. Susan Ford. 
And it kind of just like breaks down the science of like toxic uh, parenting and dysfunctional families. And it's it gets really real. And I feel like with those kind of books and just therapy in general, you feel like shit. But before mm-hmm. you get better, like that, that feeling of just like you're so angry for yourself and at yourself that you just kind of feel like fucking dirt, but lower than dirt for like a period it's of very, time. It's intense. It's intense mm-hmm. when you start unpacking and revealing these things. And yeah, I'm scared to read that. I remember we talked about, it, but now that I'm actually a reader at this point. Right. You, <laughs> might, you might be okay. You might be okay. Yeah. You might be okay. And- you said I'm scared. <laughs> And in the in the book itself, like this lady understands how fucking like how much it's going to like shift how you see your life and how you mm-hmm. see your family dynamics. So she's constantly like, you know what? Maybe you're not ready to read this one. Maybe skip this chapter. <laughs> like she'll let you know. <laughs> I like yeah. they do that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. And uh, yeah, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, a trigger warning, please. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that book fucking needs it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, you guys have me scared. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just you're gonna be feeling. You're gonna be looking at your parents like, yeah, motherfucker. It's um, mother. It's an emotional purge. Like, it is. It is, and that's why it hurts so much because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, like it's you really just gotta like vomit everything up, like, mm-hmm. and see what was wrong. Um. But you know, I, I, I'm not depressed anymore, which is great. New, new thing, and I kind of like did a timeline, and I'm like, damn, that took ten fucking years of therapy. That's a long fucking time to be okay. Ten years, yeah, from when I started to like actually go to therapy and and seek help. Ten years of therapy, and then five years of therapy plus antidepressants. And now I'm finally like a normal person. Wow. Some people are just born like that. Isn't that fucking lucky for them? That's great. Can't relate. <laughs> Don't know what that's like. Yeah. yeah but um, we do our best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it takes and it takes a long time. It takes a long time to even be like a degree better than you were. Yes, I'm sorry, to, but that just reminded me, Michaela, when you said earlier, you know, like, or, or well, Michaela and Palmyra, when y'all were like, you know, you're shitty at 35, you're still shitty at 50, talking about shitty parents, and it's like, but that's what happens when you don't even try, you know, mm-hmm. so like the fact that you're even trying now, and you're like, let me, let me pick up this self-help book real quick, like, <laughs> is, is a huge step, right. and like, you know, doing the exercises, doing all those things, like over time, you are going to see a difference that um, some people just never fucking will because they're yeah. too scared to like. I make me so chance. sad. But even my therapist was like, "You do the exercise. It makes me so happy." I'm like, "Do people not do the exercise?" <laughs> yes, they, they don't. don't yeah. Michaela, you're gonna. You might, and this is not me wishing anything onto you at all. This is just the reality. Like, you might even lose some friends along the way. Because some people cannot handle your growth. Like, you're already a star. And that people can visibly see. So now you're going to be a star who knows who the fuck she is. And who loves herself and knows how to protect herself. Her energy. Do you know how fucking dangerous that is? To some people? Lethal. Lethal To some people who who can't fuck. Bitch, I ended a 10-year friendship. You know what I mean? Like, because it just we just weren't on the same page anymore and 
you know, not to say that I'm better or she's better or whatever the fuck. It just wasn't happening anymore because I saw myself in a certain way that she was not seeing herself. And Mm -hmm. like, it's, you know, some people just cannot take that leap. They can't take that leap. Um, They can't take that leap Yeah, into bettering themselves or like, you know, they, or sometimes people get so comfortable in their misery that it's just the only Mm -hmm. thing they know. And that's, that's it. They're going to live and die by that. That makes me so sad. It makes me sad too. Yeah. It makes me sad too. We can only worry about ourselves. Right. We can only worry about ourselves. People have to want to change. People have to want to put in the work. You have to want to put in the work. Today, my I had therapy today, and my therapist said something like, um, "What did I say? Oh, she because she's a temporary therapist. Mm. She believes in temporary care." And I'm like, ah. "But at the time, mm. it's so hard to even get a therapist." I was like, "Well, I'll you know I'll just do this right now because I do feel like I need help. You know, I have was in a, a little in distress, so I was like, I'll take the therapy I can get because everyone else is like, oh, a wait list, a wait list." But she kind of asked me, like, what do you feel like is your, what's keeping you on your journey? And I was like, for me, it's like the accountability. I'm meeting with you every week and I have to report what happened or what decisions I made. And she's like, but what's your other, I don't remember the term she used, but she was like, if there's no accountability partner, once we stop meeting, what's going to be your motivation? And I was Mm -hmm. like, honestly, I'm scared. I don't really have faith in myself to continue. Not yet. At this point. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like, you have to know your values and what you want to get from this journey. And it can't just be like the shame of reporting back the decisions that you made and stuff (laughs) like that. So that was, that was really interesting conversation to have earlier today. Cause I'm like, it's it's how bad do I want this? What are my values? Yeah. And And also it helps, it helps reporting to your friends too. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. if you want to check in with me, we check in all the time. So if you're like, "Hey, I wrote in my journal today," like I would love to hear that. <laughs> oh God, you you and Marie are best <laughs> friends now, so she would love to hear it. And, <laughs> and you know, so friends are there. Too. Community is there too for like that. Those mm-hmm. kind of check ins and stuff. Like Marie, no, and I, I, appreci- I appreciate that because I yeah. feel like my. Fr- I mean, although I'm close to people no one in my like circle has really opened up about depression really mm-hmm. so it's like i don't want to be the first one to like, talk about yeah. it and i don't know we, it's just weird when you it's basically uncharted what is it called uncharted territory like mm-hmm. we probably talked about mm-hmm. everything else but they didn't know i was depressed i don't know if they are that's just not something and you know like a lot of co- people just don't be talking about it people right. just keep it all in right and that you know that is why i do feel comfortable opening up to you because I know that you've had some of the struggles that I've had too so it's like okay this is safe space she's not over here judging me or feeling no 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 and and the thing is is like no one should be judging you because I feel like you're not normal (laughs) if you have never because like (laughs) chronic depression is three to six months and that's all you need you don't need years and years and years of depression you just need three to six consecutive months of I'm fucking sad and miserable to mm-hmm. understand to have a depressive episode. And so you you can tell me like a motherfucker who played football in, in high school and tore his ACL. You can tell me he wasn't depressed for months on mm-hmm. it for the summer. You know what I mean? That's depression. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you're not living life. It's kind of ironic because depression I feel like <laughs> takes life so much life from you. But like I feel like 
you're not living life if like you've never experienced depression. Like you mad in denial if you're <laughs> if you've never been really, really, really fucking sad and hurt for three to six months out of your whole entire life. That's never happened to you. But maybe and that's another thing about mm. the awareness because yeah. like mm. I feel like I'm a like I'm aware that like yeah, I'm like clearly depressed. Like I'm clearly not myself. I'm clearly not happy. But some mm-hmm. people they just mope around and they're sad and I don't even think they realize that they're they're not themselves or yeah, something like yeah. that. So I just think that there just needs to be more conversations and people need to make people comfortable. The one thing I don't like is that people equating like tangible, well, you have your apartment, you have a great job, right. you have a car. I'm like, that right. doesn't fucking mean anything. That's why it people doesn't. are always confused. When famous people kill themselves, but they had everything. I'm like, you don't know what the fuck that person was dealing with mentally or how they felt. Just because they have money or you saw them at these award shows, that don't mean shit. But a lot of people, I feel like some certain times where I have kind of like, okay, let me open up. But you have a, you like your job and you have your apartment and you don't have to. I'm like, that is, y'all don't have no idea. (laughs) And I feel like it's people being uncomfortable with you bringing up such a strong emotion. Like they're, Mm -hmm. that's, that's their way of like deterring how you feel because they're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with like the reality of of your emotions. Cause those are big feelings to have, you know, and Mm -hmm. some people just cannot handle it because it makes them look at themselves. Mm-hmm. And and also or some people just try to equate it with like ungratefulness. Yeah, yeah. And also like that people who don't have those things are more likely to kill themselves. So like mm. things don't mean any like you know what I mean? Like it's it's my quality of life that I'm not happy with, or it's my situation that I'm not happy with, or um mm-hmm. it's just how my brain is chemically wired that that's all I'm thinking about. Like it's it's a number of things. So to your point, like just to to conflated down to like oh you have a job oh you have this you have that and like that that's it takes more to make somebody happy those are not you know those are great and you worked hard for that shit but you have to break your back for that shit though to get those things is also what's making you miserable (laughs) like you know (laughs) exactly excuse me exactly they don't call it a soul-crushing corporate job for no fucking reason Seriously. for no fucking reason yeah so it's hard dude it's fucking i'm sure like be times when i've been broke it's hard now i'm making decent money it's still fucking hard like right. i still cry i fucking came home and cried yesterday i'm like it was i worked 12 hours yesterday or i think two days ago and i was yeah. just like god damn it's like well you're getting overtime i'm like but I, my fucking neck and whole back hurts and my brain feels like mush because i literally just sat at a computer for 12 whole hours Yes, I'm getting overtime, but still, I'm not sleeping because I have right. to get up and go back. Like, right. I have anxiety on if I, yeah, like, it's just so many factors. I hate when, like, people try to simplify things and be like, no, you're fine. Like, you could, you could be, you could still live with your parents. I'm like, what does that have to do with how I'm feeling? Right, right. You're like, do you really nothing. want me to kill myself? Because I will if I have to go fucking live back with them. Are you trying to help me or not? Like, why would you fucking say that? <laughs> it's like they be trying to brighten the. It's like they be trying to see see you how you should, reasons why you should be happy. But like, I don't know. Some people just can't. I feel yeah. like you guys, if you know, you know. Like, I can right, right, yeah, 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 right. Exactly. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's so important to honor people's emotions. Um, I know. Again, if you know, you know. 
And if you don't, good for you. That's amazing, actually. But, like, we got to let people talk about it. We got to let people be like, I fucking hated her. Like, you know, and, yeah. and, then, and then let them work their way out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how many times, I don't know, not to make anybody alarmed, because this this is uh, evidence, and those send motherfuckers to our houses. I know exactly what you're about to say. <laughs> So I'm going to edit this out, so don't worry. But I'm um, just, you know, for the sake of the conversation, and then we'll go into something else. But No, leave that shit in there. Leave that You're, shit in there. Uh-huh. I'm all like, destigmatize suicidal Wait, like, ideation. What evidence, Palmyra? What evidence are we I just don't want nobody coming over my house talking about that I'm a danger to myself when I'm not. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no yeah. one's a danger to ourselves. Like, yeah, when we, we talk what... about wanting to die, it's, like, theoretical. You know what it's I mean? passive. Like, yeah. <laughs> Also, like, okay, just in case you're like, oh my god, Palmyra has an We recorded this, like, two weeks ago, bro. She's either dead or she's alive. You don't gotta call the cops, okay? Like, she's she's fine. Right, she's fine. Don't get a fucking wellness check. (laughs) Right, right. That's not what I'm trying to do, so... Okay, now we're also talking about... There may or may not be a text in Palmyra's phone that says, don't jump without me, bitch. (laughs) Okay, because we... These two, these two bitches right here. I'm not allowed to leave without them. Okay, I'm not allowed to leave without them, mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to leave without me. Okay, <laughs> literally, honestly, yes. If you, like, if bitch, you're if in, a, it, let somebody know. Let me know where you come. <laughs> let's make a trip. You know what? That's you know what we should write that as a movie. That's our girls' trip. Is us trying to kill ourselves. It's wrist cutters. Wrist cutters meets girl trip. Oh my god, yes. And then we, fi- you know, of course we find out at the end, oh, actually we do want to live. We just needed to, like, blow off some steam, blah, blah, blah. Um, or maybe we do kill ourselves. That's the alternate ending. We actually oh kill god. ourselves. Oh um, but, like, but then we end up in fucking light hell, and it's tight. And, like- okay, now we, now we have to give the display. What do they say? If you or anyone you know. <laughs> right. No, we are. Yeah, we, yeah, are. we are. We yes. are. Yes. Call, call 988. That's the suicide hotline in America. And we're not, we're not trying to we're not making jokes of other people's experience with suicidal suicidal ideation. We're making from our experience with suicidal ideation. So however you feel about yours, that's your business. This is how we feel about ours. This is another, if you know, you know, right? Cause people who are depressed are laughing their asses along with us and just like, (laughs) yeah, bitch, me too. I'm trying to kill myself too. When and where? And the people that are like nine one one, a woman on the internet wants to kill herself. Like right. those people have never fucking felt depression a day in their lives and no, should not dude, be taken fucking, seriously. I've been doing that shit to Imani too because when I thought I had posted when I posted that I felt that way, she mm. responded. She was like, "Oh shit!" She was like, "We talk about this all the time, but you really was <laughs> like." Yeah, we talk about this like once a week, how we're just fucking over it. But she right. was like, damn, mm-hmm. I didn't know that you, I was like, oh yeah, girl, I, well, I got to the point where I was like, I'm fucking done. Right. But it's just hard. I'm, glad, I, I'm hard. glad you're here though. I'm glad you're here. Yes. And I know, I know what you mean though. You know what I mean? Like you're just mm-hmm. like, it, yeah. It's, it's something that we need to talk about. And no, it is. Cause even yeah. now I'd be feeling like, Somebody was like, I'm so happy you're still here. I was like, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm not mad at you for feeling that way. Yeah, what? no, uh, we're not mad. We're like, not mad at all. You gotta, gotta wake up, take a shower, cook food, put clothes on, go to a fucking job and smile at people. Oh, good morning. Oh, this weekend I'm gonna relax. What are you doing? Yeah. I have to fucking, then I have to come home. Then I have to pay for gas, expensive fucking gas. 
Then I have to buy birthday gifts. Like, bruh, everything is on on the list. Like, everything is just, ah. And how much of that am I actually having fun? There's probably like 30%. (laughs) That's a good amount. I'll say and no, I feel I'm in like, a good place. I don't want to sound like I'm yeah. so miserable because I'm in a good place. But y'all know how it good. is. It's up yeah. And yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. got to appreciate the good times. You just got to really appreciate like when you are feeling good. And like two weeks ago, I was like, shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it the fuck down. And now I'm like, no, it's okay. You know, Not we're okay. Down. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're okay. We're in a better place now. Um Aww. And you just kind of go through that loop forever and ever until you actually do die. And until you do shut it down. Until something until- does shut it down. <laughs> and then you go to the fun part of hell. <laughs> yeah. And then it's fine. You know what? It's fine. Right. It's all good. I it's mean, better, it's, it's better it's, than whatever the yeah. fuck was going on here. This is actual hell. <laughs> I swear to God, I'd be thinking that. I'm like, it can't be worse than this shit. It can't be worse than this shit. Okay. <laughs> It can't. But we're not we're not promoting I know, oh my god. Yes, all like, the caveats, you know. Oh well here's my here's my message. Nobody, which, we don't want to okay. hear after listening to the podcast episode, they're like, You're right, hell it can't be worse than this than this. <laughs> no 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 no. We still gotta talk about it. You know, like it's it's important. Um it is. I I am trying to write a newsletter explaining my past with depression now that I've like gone through it and gone to the other side I never thought that shit would happen because I've been depressed for like over 20 years so I never thought that shit would happen and then all of a sudden I was like oh my god thank you um all of a sudden I was just like oh you don't want to die anymore what the fuck is this this is a new mood this is different this is nice oh wow gratitude what is this um but you know after being 20 years depressed 20 plus years depressed I'm like it's not easy to get out of it. Um, and so all I have to say is whatever the fuck you can do to stay alive, just keep doing that. That's all you got to do. And maybe someday it will get better. Hopefully someday it will get better. But just stay alive. It can't get worse. Out. It can't get worse. I mean, it can't. What, what do you mean? It, yeah, I'm like, come here, don't say that. It can't get worse. <laughs> well, now I don't want to say that. It's. I'm not. I'm not gonna promise anything to nobody. Just please stay alive. Period. Yeah. <laughs> do what you know. Because I'm like, my... what's the reward at the end? Of, like, what's the reward? No, life. <laughs> life is the reward. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> we all win. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no. But yes. But yeah, Marie. Marie, how she would bribe me to stay alive? She said, "Just think about it. If you killed yourself, it would make me cry." Do you want to make me cry? And I'd be like, I don't want to make you cry. <laughs> and that kept me alive for a couple weeks. That did something to me for a little bit. What, whatever gets you to, you know what? Whatever, whatever you brought me from April alive. to July, Marie had to do. Marie had to say something, you know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you guys, okay? You know what has kept me alive? You know what my secret is to surviving 20 plus years of depression? Mm-hmm. Complete and other complete and utter delusion okay i'm like i'm gonna win an oscar i haven't done that yet so i gotta still stay alive once i do that then i could kill myself because then i did the thing you know what i mean that i've been working towards but i'm like come on keep the delusion alive keep (laughs) whatever that is choose anything choose right I mean, that's a hot celebrity. That really seems like that's the recurring, like in all the books and therapy, like it's just like 
know that it's coming. Like that's the whole thing. You got to be alive. You got to be alive for it. And you're like, okay, fine. I'm sorry. If I get 71 and none of that shit happen, I'm going to be mad as fuck. (laughs) Hey, but you know what? Then you can shut it down in a fun way. You can have a big party if you want. I'll give you permission. At 71, if you still want to, (laughs) you're allowed. That's I believe horrible. in euthanasia in euthanasia and um he said at 71 <laughs> damn I better not still be depressed at 70 that's a long that's fuck a I know I was, gi- I, was giving, I was giving myself until 40 to be honest with you I'm like okay if this keeps you going said for, if this keeps going on for 10 more years okay now I'm just writing a suicide letter but <laughs> oh my god like she said if she was Oh, a day over 40? Yo, a- d- December of, of my 39th year, people are going to be like, <laughs> she okay? checking she in, okay? checking in, like, bitch, you good, oh, bitch? Okay. Bitch, you good, bitch? There's nothing to worry about here. There's nothing to worry about. You got to make a, you got to post a day after. You you know what you should do? You know what you should do? You should have a um you should schedule a post for the day after you turn 40. That's just like, "Hey guys, I'm still alive." And that way, you know, if you still are alive, you don't have to worry about it. And then right. if you're not alive, it's funny. You're like, "Haha, April Fools." Oh god. Didn't knock make it. Knock on wood. No, you I'm, are, dele- I'm deleting hard. this part out because it's going to set in the universe and the universe is going to be like, "Oh, and then, then my shit is fucked up. So no, 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 no. We didn't mean it. Your ancestors are very good. Uh, your ancestors know jokes. <laughs> They'll protect you. They'll protect you. They do know Nothing jokes. Knows, so I'm sure that Nikki, Nikki knows jokes. She got jokes. She, she's probably ka 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 ka. Also, right you don't think our ancestors, with all the shit they had to deal with, didn't want to die all the fucking time? So I would have did it back then. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. I'm not strong. Okay, okay, no, okay. To do what they dealt with, we can barely do what we deal with. Twelve kids giving birth on the kitchen floor, no hospital. Why you keep living, Grandma? Why you? <laughs> I, I love you, Lola. Her birthday's See, like two days after mine. Because I'm, I'm mopping. My mind immediately went to slavery. I'm like, the moment they right. fucking hit my back. Right, right, right. Oh, you said the moment they hit my back. Because you know those those movies be hella dramatic with them. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the second, the second, the second motherfuckers was jumping off the ship. <laughs> Like the second, the fucking second, the second y'all motherfuckers was killing the buffaloes. Kill me, kill me, yeah, kill me, kill me. Fuck that, fuck that. No, the fucking the moment that a fucking slave owner takes his pants down, I'm like, just fucking kill me, just kill me. <laughs> bite it off, bite the dick off, so he can kill you. At least you. <laughs> kill me, kill me. The fuck you talking about? No, for real though. Like hell nah, hell nah. They would nah. Like hell nah. No. <laughs> just kill me. Just kill me. Just you're gonna have to. I'm not doing you, that. I mean, that's I. That's why they don't like. That's why 
I, I really feel like our generation, millennials, are like, we're the last ones who are going to be like, oh, should I go to therapy or not? Like, we're the last ones to have to deal with that stigmatization, right? Because, right. like, younger people are all about, like, self-care, your mental health. You know, they're quitting their jobs left and right every other day because they're like, mm-hmm. fuck it, this is not worth my mental health. Where, right. you know, we still <clears throat> dealt with, like... Some abuse. I feel like even even in twenty even in like the twenty tens in in movies and TV and stuff, you would still hear people be like, "Oh my god, you go to therapy!" Like it was like an insult still. Right. So it makes sense that we're like we have hangups about talking about it, and um. But I I agree, we're very whatever. split in that way. Mm-hmm. We're very split in that way. Like I feel like. Um, like before when I was like, oh, I'm going to cut this out. I'll, you know, and the both of you had to remind me that we're trying to destigmatize um, suicidal mm-hmm. ideation because it is a little embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, especially like for folks like us who are so fun and we're funny and ah, 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 people think, you know, we're like the life of the party when the whole time we're like, I want to die. <laughs> like, you know? And- yeah. And that's the other thing. Like people will like, it's like people. People just won't believe it because of what they see on the outside. And sometimes they're like, you can't. What do you mean? You had just went to the club last week and you were just laughing and dancing. I'm like, that does not mean shit. I cried the whole night I went home. And even if I did it, it's like I can still I can still be present and like have these thoughts and have these feelings and not be happy. Um, And I said I told him I'm like, sometimes it's like putting a mask on, forcing myself to go out and have fun. And I'm just like, I don't want to do any of this shit anymore. Right. Right. (laughs) So some of the people can't grasp grasp the fact that like just because you're showing something visually it doesn't actually like interpret how you're feeling inside right but no and I think like the I think just showing empathy and compassion towards one another is the best Mm -hmm. way we can slow down the epidemic that's suicide right like Mm -hmm. everyone's always like talking about or just death in general or just injustices that happen around death, I guess. Like, because <clears throat> everyone's just always talking about like, oh, so sad, so sad. But here they are bullying people online. Don't check mm-hmm. up on their fucking friends. Don't help their fucking friends if their mm-hmm. friends are in need of help. Because like, you know, financial burden can cause people to fucking kill themselves too. Like if you got too many fucking bills to pay and you in major debt and this and that. Yeah. Like the solution should be you should get you should be able to get help but some people can't get help and so they look mm-hmm. for that dire solution and and i just feel like you know we got to like help each other we got to like be there for each other we got to be more mindful um kind of going back to what you you were saying Michaela just like mindfulness with each other too um cuz i feel like you know the whole concept of like it takes a village to raise a child but to raise our us ourselves you know what I mean we can't heal without community and you know I just it's not gonna solve all our problems but it's we are in deep shit humanity is in deep shit right now because we cannot be there for one another I think that it's just like people feel like they have to show them a certain version of themselves and I just it's very important to me to try to be as transparent as possible in like my art and myself and you know, even with the, oh, well, I guess we're spoiling that for you. <laughs> the suicide episode That's of Reckless me. Behavior. And I don't, no one ever really, some people told me, like, thank you for putting that in there. Like, I appreciate that. We don't talk about it. 
no one ever asked me like, is it because you felt suicidal before? And mm. no one had ever asked me that, but it's like, yeah, so I put that shit in there. Cause I personally have dealt with that. And it just was like, I was expecting somebody, at least one person to be like, is that because you felt that way? Especially me mm. making it happen to my character in the show. Right. But mm-hmm. I think that like people just need to stop fronting and just be more honest and just communicate more. It all goes back to communication. And I hate that. I feel like, like, Communi- people's communication skills because of all the social media and shit like I feel like it's fucking up some people's social um social skills right like communication skills yeah. and I don't know I just wish people would be more transparent even with me I'm trying to be more like honest because I the last thing I want to do as far as like my friends and comparing myself is like make them feel like I'm hating but just being like hey you know what because I haven't achieved that yet and you have I may need a little space or it kind of makes me feel this way. Like you should be able to tell your friends and they'd understand, mm-hmm. but I haven't even gotten to that point yet. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes even you telling them like, Hey, I need to remove myself because you know, you deserve to be happy. And, but I also deserve to honor my feelings. So I'm, you know, I'm happy for you friend, but I need some space yeah. from over yeah, here. And if they don't get that, they're not your fucking friend. Mm-hmm. Or if they make it about them, that's another thing. Sometimes people will like make shit about them. It's like this has nothing to do with you. I'm protecting right. my right. myself, and you know, right? So. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just who you have around you. Because like you guys, for example, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I just want the I want the best for you, for Marie, and, and obviously for myself. And I just feel like um, along like with my self help journey. I've been able to just be chill. Like, just like, like people are going to do what they do. People are going to be how they're going to be. And, you know, I always hold space for myself first and Mm -hmm. foremost. And that's why it's easy for me to hold space for other people, you know, because I let Mm -hmm. myself feel shit. I let, you know, I talk myself, you know, um, through things and, you know, or I'll, uh, and I'm able to like open it up with you, open up with Marie. Like these are two of the people that um I'm able to like open up with the most probably um all those people are going to be on the show <laughs> all all the people all the bad bitches I link up with are going to be on the show uh, <laughs> everybody uh, in the suicide pact gets to be on the show <laughs> the non suicide oh pact that's right. what it is the, the, we don't kill ourselves cuz we don't want to make each other cry right exactly but also we yeah. understand at the same time like god for, like, like yeah. please don't you guys please don't but also i'd yeah. be like at least they fucking did something they fucking wanted <laughs> like, <laughs> yo yo at least they, they didn't bring Can them back. Can you say that like at my funeral? Be like, at least she went out doing what she always wanted to do, killing herself. Oh God. Oh God. I'm probably gonna cut That'd that out. That'd be so funny. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. It'll, I'll save her for us. I'll save her for the little clip it's for, for us. us. It's for us. <laughs> I I really don't have a my barometer for what is what is like shocking in terms of like talking about trying to kill yourself is fucked, yeah. totally fucked. Cause I'm like, yeah. that's funny to me. <laughs> Isn't it a big deal? I'm like, <laughs> you became like, I love it. It's hilarious. Like, but that's like, like, so I'm we like, all love it. We all understand. Out. I'm like, don't edit shit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, Michaela said at the beginning, no edits. <laughs> well, Auntie's podcast is not for everyone. <laughs> You're right. No, no, no. 
You're right. Okay. It's the mashup, the reckless behavior. Like it's the it's that episode. So we can't I have to do the note every time, bitch. Oh, it's just a bop. Anyway. Um I love you. <laughs> yeah, I love you too. Oh, it's so good. So fucking good. Um well, Michaela, we want to thank you for so much for um, coming onto the show, getting very, very transparent with us, um, and you know, talking about reckless behavior, talking about your career and your goals, um, and and your mental health. And we really appreciate your time. Um, is there anything you want to prom- besides reckless behavior and um, the funding for it? Um, which reckless, reckless behavior season three is still entrapped. So funders, people who just want to donate, like, you know, listen, open your part. purse, oh, open your purse, <laughs> open your purse, you know, and, and give to, to an amazing project. Um, Michaela, can you tell us where they can find that information and where, where they can find your socials? Okay. So to follow me, Michaela.p.shelton. That's on Instagram. Michaela. Am I? Well, my name is, is my name going to show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You're. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Michaela.p.shelton on Instagram. The real Michaela one on Twitter. Um, at Reckless Behavior, the series for our Instagram page. And in the, in the bio, there is a link to the link tree where you can watch the show. You can. Um, you can watch the show. It has our Twitter. It has all the ways that you can donate. Um, stay tuned. Podcast coming soon. Merch Ooh. coming soon. People have been Ooh. requesting merch. Um, fundraising events in the Bay Area coming soon. And just, just trying to get this money free season three. Please support. Let me know any feedback. Reckless Behavior the series. Check it out. Reckless Check Behavior. Reckless Behavior. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We love you. Yeah. Marie, you're my girl now. So, yeah. This was very very therapeutic. And I just just appreciate you guys having this platform, inviting me. I was so nervous. Yeah, no, you did wonderful. You did great. Yeah, you out here. You you that girl. You that girl. I'm I'm really not a talker. Like, I feel to be feeling awkward. (laughs) No, you are are wonderful and we adore you. Natural. Just a natural. A natural. Um, okay, well, um, I'm Palmira. You can find me everywhere at Viva La Palma. Um, check out my website. I've uh, upgrade, upgraded, uploaded like a whole bunch of new shit, uh, palmiramunis.com. Um, I am going to be producing The Reckless Behavior, the podcast for Michaela. So be on the lookout for that super, yes, be on the lookout for that super soon. Um, we're excited to get that started. Um, and yeah, just you know, check me out on Viva La Palma and all that good stuff. What about you, Marie? Uh, at it's Marie Soledad everywhere. Um, and I'm gonna be starting a Substack soon. Um, talking about my depression and talking about it very frankly. Don't worry, there is a little notification at the bottom that's like, please don't kill yourself. Like, or you know, just like, and if you're thinking about it, call this number. Call the suicide hotline. No shame in calling the suicide hotline. They're very nice. I have, <laughs> I admit, I've called it once four times in one night. They will keep answering you. 
they want to keep you alive. Right. So people people want you alive, even if you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Why'd I end so sad? I'm so sorry. Follow That's me on okay. TikTok. I, I uh, talk about reckless behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just anytime there's an awkward pause, just play the theme song, please. Like, oh my god. Anytime yeah. I fuck up, just like overshadow, you know, like overlay the theme song <laughs> where I should be talking. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, but this was great. Keep fucking creating because I'm going to keep creating and I want to create with y'all. Period. It's yeah. important that our stories are told because people can relate and we're all going through bullshit and we need comedic relief. I don't consider myself a, a comedy writer, even though some people may, but we need that shit. <laughs> yeah, we do. In this, in this fucking world that we're in. So. We do. We keep do. it coming, keep it coming. I am a fan. She's the third host now. She she's wrapping <laughs> up the show. <laughs> My, right, oh, right. Yeah, Michaela's wrapping up the show. Um nah, but um, all right, everybody. Uh we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye. Love from cool aunties. There's so much going on, so much that we go through. You for the culture. This show is just for you Watch Michaela try to find a way Trying to survive in a bay But it's a new challenge every day And reckless behavior Stay tuned to the saga Feel it fine like And reckless behavior Bring it something new Everyone can relate And reckless behavior